Hey, Kathy, do you know what time of year it is? I do. It's the holiday season. Right. And this year, I'm planning ahead and stocking up on a gift that will cover all the readers and want-to-be readers in my life. Well, give us this great gift idea. Okay. It's our new Read Happy, the ultimate reading journal. And we designed it with our friends in mind, so it's perfect. Plus, it's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, bookshop.org. And there are links on our website, gameofbookspodcast.com and journalhappy.com. Happy holidays. And happy reading. Welcome to GOB with Christy and Kathy, where we talk about writing, reading, and life in between. I'm Christy in South Florida. And I'm Kathy in South Dakota. We're two newbie writers who share our love of food, wine, and crime fiction. We have interviews with best-selling and award-winning authors on our Corks and Conversation episodes. And don't forget our Words and Progress episodes where we have fun writing lessons with writing experts. Join us for today's episode. Welcome to Corks and Conversation with Wanda Morris. I am so excited to talk with her today. We first met Wanda at the debut breakfast at Thriller Fest last summer. We rushed up to meet her because we were just so excited about her books. Um, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. But it the debut breakfast at Thriller Fest is just this incredible event where we get to have new authors celebrate their debut thriller novels. And I will say Wanda had the best fuchsia suit on ever. <laughs> I know, I know. I remember it. I know. I can't believe that. That's so funny that you remember that. <laughs> um, yeah, we definitely dream about that event. And, mm. you know, and now she has a successful second novel that just came out. And, you know, Kathy, I was so excited to see it in the Real Simple magazine. I, I mean, I was Whoa. like, oh, my gosh, I know her. We're going to talk to her. <laughs> and that's just one, though, of many, many lists. So if you guys will indulge me for just a sec, I really want to introduce our listeners to um, the lovely Wanda Morris. So uh, Wanda is the claimed author of her debut novel, which was called All Her Little Secrets. And it just got tons of well-deserved buzz. Our, you know, most esteemed thriller writer, Karen Slaughter, said it was brilliantly nuanced, which I loved that um, accolade. It was selected as a book buzz pick by Good Morning America. It won the 2022 Lefty Award. Sorry, are we boring you, Wanda? I'm sure she's like, really? I've heard this all again. Um, uh, It was also, yeah, she's like, keep it going, keep it going. It received the 2022 Georgia Author of the Year for Best First Novel. It was nominated for the Anthony, the Strand Critics Award, the McCavity Award, and has been shortlisted for the Crook's Corner Book Prize. And this is what's really exciting for listeners out here. If you haven't gotten that book, you need to. Um, it's been optioned for a limited series on Showtime, produced and starring, wait for it please, Uzo Adoba. And I love her. And I can't even wait to talk to Wanda about that. And we will have some links for people to um, read all about the buzz in, in our posts here. But her new book is what we're talking about today. And her new book is, as we said, Anywhere You Run. And it's a it's a different book it's not the same as her first one it's very oh it's so good though you guys um it was named 
one of the best books of 2022 by Publishers Weekly and NPR. It has been named as one of the 15 standout historical fiction books to read this year by Oprah Daily. <laughs> it has received starred reviews from Publishers Weekly, Library Journal, and Booklist. In its review, Booklist said this riveting and moving novel... This is my favorite. With echoes of Zora Neale Hurston's Their Eyes Were Watching God, which is one of my favorite novels of all time, is highly recommended for fans of suspense and women's fiction. So, okay. Wanda is also, when she's bored, a corporate attorney, a member of Sisters in Crime, Mystery Writers of America, Crime Writers of Color, and she serves on the board of the International Thriller Writers. She's married. She has children. And she lives in Atlanta, where there's lots of traffic. How does she have time for us? <laughs> <laughs> and she's here with us. So welcome, Wanda. So wonderful to have you. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. Thank you, guys. You are so, so generous, and you're so sweet. Thank you. Oh, well, we're so glad you're here. I cut some things out so yeah. you get to talking to you. I did. I cut out an entire paragraph of accolades because I just wanted to talk to you instead of about you. So well-deserved. Right, right. Yeah, so yeah, so thank you so much for joining us. And Kathy and I are having a little bit of wine because it's kind of late here. But but Wanda, she's ready to go. She's gonna answer some questions for us. And um, but first, I want to I want to tell a little bit about her um her book that we just yeah. um mentioned anywhere you run and this is um this book is sent in 1964 yeah. which i can say was just a little before i was born but <laughs> <laughs> but i love i love learning about that time period because of course i w- wouldn't know it as as an infant but um and I just don't think we we really get the inside view like this. And so this was such this this was just, you know, a page turner. There's two sisters, Violet and Marigold, which I love their I love flower the names. names. Yeah. <laughs> and they're both at pivotal points of their lives. One of them is she's gone through some um, brutality and actually might be a little bit of a murderer. Just but Chrissy, just like this much. Just, just a little a teeny bit. And her sister just dreams of being this attorney and then finds herself pregnant and unmarried. And so all this stuff converges at the same time as we're like, you know, Jim Crow South. It's just a real page turner. I'm not going to give anything away, but, you know, everything kind of converges and you guys got to read it. It's not, I mean, it sounds a little bit like um, a violent kind of things, but it's written so beautifully that no PTSD is going to happen No, it's there. suspenseful. It's yes. suspenseful and historical. Yeah. Right, right. Yep. Now to the first question. Like I was saying, you've really captured the atmosphere of the South in the 1960s, and it um, also touched on topics like voting and abortion that were restricted and sadly we're seeing some parallels in today's times so um can you talk a little bit about your choice to write this historical fiction and this era in particular yeah so um again thank you first and foremost for having me uh this is such a joy and i do remember you guys coming up and introducing yourself (laughs) after the breakfast and i was just so delighted by you both so thank you it's a joy to be 
be here talking to you. Um, so yeah, I started writing this book shortly after I finished All Her Little Secrets. I was looking around for a second project to work on. And uh, we had just come through the 2020 election. And so there was all this noise and rancor about, you know, the big lie and election fraud and, and so forth. And I thought, oh my gosh, how did we get here? And started to kind of look around, you know, sadly, it's been less than 60 years ago that Blacks got the right to vote in this country. Uh, the Voting Rights Act of 1965 was passed, and that's what allowed Blacks um free and fair access to the voting polls. And so, you know, I thought, oh, it would be really cool to write about that because as I thought about 1964, I thought to myself, there's so many parallels to what we are currently experiencing um, in this country. You know, there's racial discrimination, there's violence against women, violence against uh, gay and lesbian people, all sorts of unfortunate parallels between that era and 2022. Mm -hmm. And so um, I'd had a character rambling around in my head for a long time. I won't give anything away. You'll find it out when you read the book. <laughs> and, hmm, it might be cool to look at these issues and these themes uh, from her perspective. And so that's how Anywhere You Run came to be. Yeah, I mean, we've noticed um, during the pandemic that there has been a lot of um, historical crime fiction coming out. Um, and so I think it's a lot of we're inside and we're retrospective and we're looking at what's going on in the world. And, and it's kind of crazy. Um, do you find that your whole process and the research and everything that you had to do for this? Is it like way different than your first novel that was more contemporary? Or are you just like, all right, it's the same thing, basically, I just, you know, had to do a little different research? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was definitely different. Um, I won't share my age with you ladies or your listeners. But I know, that's why I'm like, uh, yeah, it's it's maybe older yeah, than me. Not, <laughs> right, exactly. So I certainly had to research this this period of time. Um, and you know, in doing that, like with all her little secrets, I, I call it kind of my lazy woman's research because I was a lawyer. Yeah. And so I kind of knew, you know, and I worked in corporate America. Yeah. So I kind of had the background there to do that. But with this, you know, I not only had to delve into um, just the historical aspects around, you know, voting rights and uh, the Jim Crow South, but I also wanted to make sure that the book was an immersive experience for people. So I wanted to you know, research, you know, fashion and music and what were people doing and talking about um, in 1964. And I always give a shout out to the Auburn Avenue Research Library on African-American History and Culture, which is located here in Atlanta, because oh. I walked in there and I told the librarian, you know, hey, Here's the topic that I want to write on, but, you know, I kind of don't know what I don't know. And he's like, I got you. They opened up, you know, books and papers. And I spent a lot of time reading a lot of really old magazines like Life and Ebony. And 
I listen to a ton of old music there. In fact, I created a, a playlist, a Spotify oh. playlist, all this music from, you know, 1964. And it's on my website. I was going to say, did you put it on your website? That's we'll awesome. put a link. That's yes. great. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's on my website, wandamorrisrights.com. And um, there's a Spotify link on the, the book page for anywhere you run. Oh, and, and that was kind of the fun aspect of that. Yeah. And, you know, reading fashion magazines so I could see what women were wearing and even the men. Um, it was kind of great fashion. I mean, the 60s was kind of great. It was really cool. It was really cool. And the music is really Mm -hmm. cool, too. I mean, if you go in the Wayback Machine, there was some music back then. Wanda, I had dinner with my parents last night, and they are um, in their mid-80s, and weirdly we are at a restaurant and in our home i'm in my hometown i moved back to my hometown where my parents were raised and she's in south dakota well. if you didn't know. yeah in south dakota <laughs> and there was a picture on this restaurant wall of the um uh sock hop that my mom used to work at on roller skates as a waitress and my dad oh said my oh God. that's where i asked her out for her first date and i was like what anyway oh just it completely just came out but anyway we got we got talking about their early life together. And my parents, who are from South Dakota, my dad worked for the FDA in a job. They moved all over the South as a white couple in the South. And my mom worked as a candy striper in, in, candy striper in hospitals all over the Jim Crow South. And so I was telling yeah. her about your book and our interview, and she was recounting very, very, very painful stories of the realities of what she saw and she just had never experienced that being up in the north. That just was completely foreign to her. So she was, you know, the candy striper who would go to the other side and, you know, just ridiculous mm-hmm. stuff. But um, so there is a lot of painful reminders in this book, but it's not all the deep stuff. It's also the cool music and the fun clothes mm-hmm. and this great suspenseful story. So I don't want people to think we're just talking about a history lesson here. It's also just a fantastic right. suspense Yep. You know. Oh, thank you for that because I, you know, okay, you ladies read my first book. You know, my books are pretty messy, right? <laughs> I mean, the women are flawed, the men have big issues, right? And so there's no difference here. But what I hope that readers find from both books is that they are testaments to perseverance and love and hope and redemption um and so i i like you say hope people don't think oh you know here's another boring history lesson yeah Yeah, you'll learn some Mm -hmm. stuff i think you'll have some fun too particularly around um the characters in the book there's yes everybody from you know a, a a woman who runs a boarding house to a nightclub singer in you know yeah. a lounge north and so there are all these different type of people who come together to build family yes um, so, so yeah. speaking of family i wanda my favorite part of this book is the two sisters vacillating points of view and mm-hmm. and I I was completely astonished by how you did it just as a technician. Christy and I are both writers and we were I was just in awe of it. But what I started realizing is that every time one sister came on with her story, and they could be stories as if you were telling they were telling somebody else, like a, a friend, right? And that I thought was so cool. But every time one sister was on in her point of view, she was actually revealing more about the other sister. 
And I found that to be masterful. And I want to know how you did it. (laughs) (laughs) Now, that's exactly what the intent was, that each sister had thoughts and memories and feelings um, and experiences about the other. And so I didn't want the story to move with someone saying, you know, I, 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 here's what I do, but doing it through the lens of the other sister and and particularly around issues about how much they cared about each other and, you know, how much they loved each other and how each thought the other was smarter than they were or, uh... you know, and think some of that is kind of real life. I, you know, I had three sisters, sadly, one has passed. And so growing up, you know, we always had that kind of, oh, you know, she's the prettier one or she's the smarter one or, you know, mom loves you more. (laughs) Right? Right? It was just Thanksgiving last weekend. So everyone can identify with this. Exactly, exactly. But yeah, that was the intent. Yeah, so so it was very intentional. How did you literally do that? How did you write one sister's story and then interject, intertwine the other? How did it happen in your mind? Well, what I did, and actually, there for people who ever read the book, there are actually three sisters. Um, one, and it's no spoiler, one is deceased, and her name is Rose, and. So she actually has a point of view, too, because she comes into the book through a series of diary entries. And what I did is I made sure that whatever I wanted to reveal about one sister, for example, I wanted to reveal that um, Violet is kind of a, a bit of a wild child. She would be considered a bit of a wild child. That's not something that Violet would say. But her sister looking at her would explain that to the reader. And she would say, you know, Violet kind of does whatever she wants to do. She meets a man, you know, or whatever. And so whatever each sister felt about the other, I made sure that she related that through dialogue and narration, as opposed to having, you know, the actual character themselves describe that. and. Not only did you get a sense of the closeness of the sisters, but you also got a sense of how deeply they felt about each other. I I hope that it comes across that these sisters loved each other. Yes, deeply. And even though they loved each other, they still held secrets from one another. And um, as and I was going to say, I you know I remember having keeping some secrets from my sisters. Yeah. Yeah, of course. So I was thinking about in the at the end, give nothing away here. <laughs> what are your thoughts about escaping the past versus confronting it? See, I think that's a running thread through both my books oh. that these women, you know, Elise Little John from all her little secrets and Violet and Marigold from anywhere you run. They were all um, keeping secrets and trying to recreate themselves Mm -hmm. in an effort to run from the secrets. But it's only when they confronted the secrets that 
their lives started to kind of open up and they really kind of walked into their true selves, if that makes any sense. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And so it's only when Marigold says, okay, I've been keeping the secret, no spoilers, um, that she finally says enough and I'm going to deal with this big secret that she starts to feel stronger um, because throughout the book, she always felt a bit weaker. And the same with Violet, you know, Violet was always fast to make decisions and kind of, you know, shooting from the hip. And it's only when she said, you know what, I'm going to deal with this. I'm going to stop and slow down and kind of figure yeah, out. Yeah, they're plan confronting their fear. That her life really started. Exactly. 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 That's the that's the stuff that readers come for, right? Is to what what is this? What do I find that, you know, that feels real in my life? You know, that what secrets mm-hmm. are we all keeping? I love that. That's the good stuff. Okay, <laughs> getting heavy. So we're going to take a little midway break, Wanda. And um, this is what we call the question in the bottle. Were you having a glass of wine with us? This might be the kind of question we would get to at the end of a bottle. <laughs> all right let's see okay so oh this one's an interesting one if you had to choose one would you rather go mountain climbing or deep sea diving oh my gosh mountain climbing (laughs) always mountain really yeah 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 which is so funny because (laughs) truthfully I'm kind of afraid of heights (laughs) But I, I love hiking and I love kind of, you know, being outdoors and, and doing that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it would definitely. Be yeah, amazing. I'm afraid of heights. I, I deep sea dive for first, no matter what. <laughs> what about you, Kathy? <sighs> Kathy's like, hmm. well, I I'm I'm with Wanda. I love outdoor. I love hiking. I am also scared of heights, but I'm probably more claustrophobic. So I think that underwater thing makes me feel um stressed i i yeah. like neither one of you have been diving have you no before? no okay. not i'm not, <laughs> no, okay. I'm not <laughs> i am um, my husband loves watching those nature shows where like they go the the cliff the underwater like cave divers with the head thing oh yeah yeah yeah, I yeah no it. i i wouldn't want to do a cave dive but yeah i just i can't watch would it not. no yeah, no, no, no. no, no. no. I, but you just asked us, like, what's your worst fear? Claustrophobia or heights? Heights <laughs> is mine. I I mean, I have both. dreams about it. Like, you know, just like walking over, trying to get to the other side. Yeah. I've got to save somebody, but I cannot oh, walk God. over this ravine or something. Can't we just go for a nice hike on a slight incline, Christy, instead of mountain hiking? <laughs> yeah, slight incline, but I, it, but you know, mountain <laughs> climbing or deep sea diving. I mean, deep sea diving is a big deal too, because it's not just regular diving. So yeah. whatever. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So I want to go back and talk about the pink suit because I, <laughs> I, I wanted to meet you and I saw you walking across the hall and I was like, I, I just want to know her. I, I want everything about her in that fuchsia suit. I, I, that was it. That was done. So, um, first of all, you looked gorgeous and tell us about the debut breakfast. What was that? What was that like? Oh my gosh. Well, first of all, just about the fuchsia. Um, I don't think I've met a bright color yet that I don't like, (laughs) um, which, you know, always makes me stand out like a sore thumb 
And I'm always the person that's kind of shy and reticent. So <laughs> for me to always wear these bright colors, it's like, hello, world. Yeah. You know, that's what it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> but that debut breakfast was awesome. Um, because what you have to understand is that um, ITW and Thriller Fest have always been part of my publishing journey. Mm-hmm. I um, went to my first Thriller Fest conference, I want to say it had to be in 2015. Mm-hmm. It was in 2015. And and that was because a friend recommended it. And I had just picked up my manuscript. If you guys know kind of my backstory, I'd start writing all her little secrets in 2008. Oh, And I wrote about 60% of the book and then I put it away. I put it away because I convinced myself, you know, the writing wasn't very good. Nobody is going to want to read a story about a black middle-aged female who works with all these horrible people. And so (laughs) I put the book away for seven years and I didn't touch it. Now, I always thought about it. And, you know, whether it was in a meeting or traffic, I was always thinking about these characters. And then I had some health issues. I gotten through them. And in 2015, I picked the manuscript back up because I was like, I'm going to start doing the things that, you know, give me peace and joy. And I had a friend who's a writer and she said, oh, you're writing a thriller. You need to go to this conference. And so I went and I was just like, oh, my gosh, this is absolutely what I needed. And then I went back the following year. And that year I entered the best first sentence contest. Oh, you did. Right. And I didn't win. <laughs> what? <laughs> and I went back the following year in 2017 and I entered the best first sentence contest. And this time I was named one of the winners. Yay. And so I was like, oh, this is great. So, you know, I have always been like Thriller Fest, ITW fan. And so for me, sitting on that breakfast table, because I had gone to those breakfasts before and watched other authors and thought, could that really happen for me? Mm-hmm. You know, and I kept saying, oh, that is such a pipe dream, but I kept writing mm-hmm. and I'm wow. grateful I did. And so now once they asked me to be, you know, on the board, I just was so, so touched because They've been such a large part of of my my journey. When I went in 2019, I did Pitch Fest and I actually met my agent. Oh, wow. I mean, Thriller Fest has always been, you know, a big part of my journey. Yeah, I met my agent who represents me right now. Awesome. Mm -hmm. So I want, I'm so glad we're talking about this because this not only reflects with Christy and I, we're both writers and we went to our first Thriller Fest in 2018, um, have not mm-hmm. gotten to that debut uh, breakfast, but we both hope to get there. But there are so many other authors that are listening to this that want that same, they have that same desire. And for you to say it, it does happen. And I, I put this thing away for eight years and I kept at it. And I went to this thing that just gives people so much hope because. And keep in mind too, ladies, I'm no spring chicken, okay? Like, you know, I haven't seen 25 in a long time. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I tell people who are aspiring and emerging writers, keep at it, that if 
your desires there and your work ethic, because it is a lot of work, the timing and the luck will come. Right. And you just have to stay in the game. You just have to stay in the game. It will happen for you too. And I feel like it's a really important thing to hear now too, because I think the pandemic also like really mm -hmm. threw people for a loop. I know it did me, yeah. you know, as far as writing is concerned. So, you know, it's just like, okay, you can still get back into it. It's not all is yeah. not lost, you know? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You still do this. And I mean, I put a manuscript down for seven years and didn't touch it. And I, you know, I used to look back and go, gosh, if I just kept, you know, maybe I would have had a published. But I think all things happen when they're supposed to happen. Oh, I love that. I love there's mm -hmm. a season for everything in your life. Yeah, there yeah. really is. Yeah. And I don't know that all her little secrets could have been published in 2008 or 2009. I don't know if people were ready right. Um, right. for a book that, you know, had these kinds of themes yeah. and was just in your face. Because, you know, there's a scene in all her little secrets that for a long time I was like, somebody's going to ask me to cut this yeah. scene out and say, this is too much. And they never did. I love that. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about what's going on with oh, yeah. all her little secrets. Oh, Christy. yes. Oh, yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, a Showtime limited series. I mean, I mean, how did that happen? And you're executive producer. I mean, that's something because we've interviewed a lot of authors and most of the time the authors are like, oh, no, I don't have any say. So I, I'm assuming an executive producer has some say. And I'm like, okay, maybe because you're a lawyer, you got that position. I don't know, but we want to know. <laughs> She's like, well, I kind of know some things about contracts. Yeah. I'm like, when we when we get to that I'm point, can we call you? <laughs> Absolutely. Here's you know what? Here's my mantra. You don't get what you don't ask mm -hmm. for. Right? Truth. Mm -hmm. Truth. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so uh so yeah, that's a pretty good that's thing. Pretty is, cool. it, is it very involved? I mean, do you have to do a lot like in addition I to your legal practice and your I, writing and <laughs> I don't know what my role will be exactly. We are still kind of in this phase where um the screenwriter is writing the pilot now. And once the pilot is greenlit by the studio, okay. they'll start production. And then that's kind of where everybody kind of deserves. I, I know for me to sit here and talk to you guys and say this, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I know it all. <laughs> it's just crazy, right? I just never in my wildest imagination. But I got to tell you, that was a real, my cup runneth oh. over kind of moment. Mm -hmm. like, my agent called and she said, so look, there's a producer who wants to talk to you about adapting the book to film. And I was like, what? What'd you say? <laughs> right? <laughs> and she said, and I was like, well, who is it? And she says, it's Denise Davis. Now, I know who Denise Davis is. Some of your listeners may not. Denise Davis is a creative partner of Issa Rae. She has produced Insecure. She's produced Black Lady Sketch Show. Like, she's huge, okay? Um, and so I was like, oh my gosh, of course I would talk to her. And it was so funny because she said, I read this book 
And I absolutely loved it. And the first thing I thought is, I could definitely see this on screen. And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> she said, but I, I want to go out and see who else I can find that would be interested in coming on board with the project. And I was like, okay, great. Yeah. And then she liked it. And I thought, well, that's kind of the end of that. And then um, in the spring, she called me and and she said, or she emailed me and she said, so I think we found somebody and it is Uzo Aduba. And I was like, "I what? She is, like, I think one like, of the most talented humans on the planet. Oh my gosh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Three-time Emmy winner, um, and the screenwriter is hugely talented. Uh, it's a gentleman by the name of Arne Squire, and he has written for TV shows like This Is Us. Oh, wow. Okay. Good Fight, uh, Evil. So it's like, Oh, wow. my gosh. Like, this team is not slacking, right? Yeah. So you know, I'm so... I'm so fascinated by the idea of this thing that you think about all the time that maybe you're not actually doing, you know, mm -hmm. your, your manuscript, and but it's still in your mind when you're in the car and you're driving, and you finally do the thing that's on your mind, and all these amazing opportunities unfold. And I think, what if you hadn't finished that? Yeah. And think, I mean, you, you, you must feel so fulfilled from following through with your own Kind of promise to yourself. Oh my gosh! I, I I tell you, I still wake up some mornings and and I pinch myself. Mm -hmm. Like, is this really happening? I remember shortly after the um, the Showtime deal was announced, I I woke up one morning and I was kind of in that state where you're kind of half asleep, half awake, and I was like, Gosh, I must have been dreaming a crazy dream. <laughs> Somebody. A, Uzo Aduba what? is going to star in a movie of my book. Like, oh, what? <laughs> I get still can't believe it. I say it. I talk to you guys as an intelligent adult. <laughs> yes, wrap my brain around it. Oh, that's just so amazing. We're so excited. yeah. So, what are you working on now besides these executive producer duties? Are you going to quit coming? your day job? <laughs> <laughs> I already had oh, Did you? <laughs> Cheers to that. Did you quit your day job? Kudos to you. Listen, I, I call myself taking a sabbatical. Uh -huh. And last year, when all her little secrets just kind of blew up, you know, I was like, oh gosh, there's so much promo. I'm going to need a sabbatical. So I took a sabbatical and I was like, I'll go back in the spring. And then I, the spring came and then this book, Anywhere You Run, started to kind of blow up. And I was like, okay, I'll go back in the fall. <laughs> fall has come and gone, ladies. And I was like, I, you know what? I'll see you when I see you. Yeah. So I have to tell you. <laughs> yeah, my, I, I, I mean, I'm you a, put in your time. Now, yeah. you're, now you're on to the next. <laughs> I am also. You know, a... I, talked to my, I, I talked to my husband and I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do both. And he says, which no. one do you yeah. love? said i love writing and uh, he said what you love uh, and like he's a keeper right yeah. best oh, husband yeah. of the year my uncle uh, um makes fun of me because i'm i too am a, a, a past practicing lawyer let's say and he says er, inside of every lawyer is an author waiting to come out <laughs> oh my gosh but don't 
don't you find that <laughs> lawyers are storytellers yes. of sorts? I mean, like whether you are trying to convince a jury yeah. or persuade a group of business leaders about the legality of something, yeah. I think you're always kind of telling stories. And so I think there's something to what your uncle is saying. <laughs> yeah, I think he was making fun of me, but I think you're right. <laughs> Okay, so what are you? Are you writing something new? Yeah, so I'm working on my third book right now. Um, heaven help me that I will make my deadline. And it is also set in Georgia. This one is a contemporary. And it is about a young woman who suffers a, a terrible loss. And she returns home. And in the midst of doing that, she kind of winds up in a dead-end job and she's kind of dealing with all this headspace stuff. But she uncovers an illegal scheme that does land grabs and steals the the wealth and the, the land of poor and disenfranchised mm, people. That's very interesting. Yeah, that's and it one. takes place in like southern Georgia along the coastline. Oh, okay. Yeah, and so it deals with themes around again corporate malfeasance mm -hmm. and the theme of home and what does it mean to have a home? Mm -hmm. What does home look like for different people? Mm -hmm. Well, I can't wait. <laughs> I know that sounds yeah. super interesting. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So before we go, we have one final question that we ask all our authors, which of your characters would you like to share a meal with? And what would it be? Oh, you know what? I would really love to have a meal with the least little John, but I don't know if, huh. if she'd like me, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to have a meal with her and I love seafood so I probably go to a really great seafood restaurant and order trout mm -hmm. or lobster lobster yeah but there I don't, you go <laughs> yeah yeah because Elise is paying she's <laughs> yeah, a big time I'd, say, I'd go I'd go big even though yeah. she might not like you <laughs> that's right <laughs> that's great it. oh man I, I would like to join for for all the seafood there we we'll go. talk to her because she is just like she's an enigma mm -hmm. right it would be a yeah. wild conversation <laughs> yeah yeah indeed <laughs> okay Wanda this has been so much fun I we've been looking forward to this since July when we came up and we're like please please join us <laughs> I love it when our listeners want to find out more information about you, where should they go to do that? Oh, so I think I mentioned it, wandamorriswrites.com. That's my website. I'm also on Instagram as Wanda Mo Writes. <laughs> I am on Facebook as Wanda Morris Writer, and I'm on Twitter as Wanda Mo 14. I'm also, I just joined Hive. I don't know if you ladies okay, have joined so Hive. I I haven't. There's a big writer community yeah. over there. I've been hearing lots about it, especially since some people are starting to transfer off a particular platform. Yeah. So I am on Hive as Hive. one of ours. Yeah. So I got in there early enough that I could use my, you know, right. my name. Yeah. <laughs> I know. We should do that, Kathy, real quick before. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious about it. I, I, I want, I'm glad you said that because I haven't really 
tip my toe, but I've heard of it and I just, I've heard good things. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like a blend of um, Instagram and Twitter. Oh, that Um, sounds good. Because it looks very, yeah, Yeah. it looks very much like Instagram um, and it operates like Twitter. Interesting. Yeah. Well, that's, we'll find you on there. Well, this has been just such a fun conversation and we, we just want to thank you so much for joining us. I know it was like a rough day. You had a lot going on and I'm so (laughs) glad you could make it. This was the complete icing on it. Thank you so much. It's such a joy. No, you guys did. You took me down because when I first sat in this chair, I was like, "Ah." (laughs) and you guys really oh, took me there. Well, I thanks. love it. I love it. And you guys, if you're at Thriller Fest in uh, next year, please yell, wave, whatever. We will, for we sure. Will. So yeah, I, I think all we have left to do is say cheers to you, Wanda. Oh, and cheers, Wanda. Continued success. Thank you. Thank you so much, ladies. It's been a joy. Yeah, right, us too. Thanks. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. Subscribe to our podcast on our website, gameofbookspodcast.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you liked what you heard, you can give us a five-star rating or review. You can also subscribe on YouTube where you can watch and listen. On gameofbookspodcast.com, you can find all the information about what we talked about on this episode. And you can sign up for our newsletter and enter our fun contests and giveaways. We also post our stories and links on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Hope to see you there. I can guarantee you that we had fun today. And we hope you did too. Cheers.